everybody, this is Rich Sports Talk, broadcasting on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Speaker, and available for downloads on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us here today. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, make sure to tweet your questions at Rich Sports Talk or reach out to us, richsportstalk at gmail.com. I'm your host, Nolan Rich, and we're doing fourth and goal for college football. And I know I've done this for the NFL, but it was such a great weekend in college football. Had to do it. Had to do my reaction to the college football playoff. So we're going to go right into it right off the bat. First down, and I've been seeing a lot of this on social media. Notre Dame did not deserve to be in a bowl game. And I've seen all the terrible jokes. I've seen that, you know, the only thing good in a bowl. What's the difference between Notre Dame and Lucky Charms? Well, at least Lucky Charms are good in a bowl. And I understand they haven't won. their 0-6 in their New Year's Eve and college playoff bowls and college national championships and everyone's saying oh they don't deserve to be there they don't deserve to be there this is unfair okay Notre Dame was not the problem I want to also remind you that Kyler Murray had over 100 yards rushing played arguably the game of his career and Alabama still rolled Oklahoma I want to remind you that Tua for Alabama had surgery on his ankle and had more touchdowns than incompletions in that game. Folks, this year reminded me a lot of 2005-2006 with USC and Texas. Why does it remind me of that? Because Clemson and Alabama are by far the two best teams in college football. They are by far, it is them and everyone else. And It, it almost felt like when I saw the committee doing this, I was... It, it, just this whole year was like, okay, whoever you're going to put in three and four, it's just basically the precursor to Alabama and Clemson the national championship. Folks, Notre Dame, I understand the argument that they have to play in a conference and it's unfair they only play 12 games and they need a tougher schedule. I get all of that. But look, they ran the table. They beat the opponents they were supposed to beat. I do think you would have liked to seen them shown up better, but... Let's be honest, you just you just knew Alabama and Clemson were going to be in the national championship. They are by far and away the two best team in college football. And for every other fan base, and I know which ones are complaining, that they deserve to be in. I'm going to run through why your team did not deserve to be in the national championship for. Georgia, I saw all the fans and all the players tweeting that they should be in there. Georgia, you had Alabama dead to rights and you couldn't finish them off. Tua was having the worst game of his college career, was taken out, and you let Jalen Hurts beat you. And also you lost to LSU in the regular season. That's why you didn't get in. Ohio State, great teams don't get blown out by Purdue by 25 points. A Purdue team that was run off the field in their bowl game. And oh, by the way, I know that Michigan game was impressive, but if Maryland converts that two-point conversion, you're not even in the top 10. And UCF, look, I know you've run the table back-to-back years, but you're not in the Power Five. Your biggest win was against Cincinnati at home. And oh, by the way, when it came to strength of scheduling, you were one spot ahead of North Dakota an FCS team. 
I know it's going to be hard to schedule those big boys in the Power Five, but you have to beat one of them convincingly. And I'm waiting to see what happens in your bowl game. But if you get rolled in that bowl game, it shows, look, you're a great story. You're a great program. You're a great non-Power 5 program. And you deserve to be in the top 10. But if you are telling me you thought you would do better than Notre Dame, who has NFL bodies on that team, against Clemson, you are out of your mind. It would have been 30-3 to after the first quarter if you were lucky. Clemson is insanely talented. UCF, you have good players. You have good college players. You might have an NFL prospect. Clemson will have four or five picked in the upcoming NFL draft in the first round. And oh, by the way, their quarterback will probably be the number one overall pick when he finally comes out. They are loaded, and it was basically a precursor. And Look, Oklahoma played well, and it was an exciting game against Alabama. But for everyone that wants to kill Notre Dame, whoever was the three or four seed, it just felt like it was the precursor to, okay, the warm-up match between Alabama and Clemson because they are by far and away the two best teams in college football this season. The second thing is I want to get into fan bases for second and third down so for second down I'm going to focus on Notre Dame and they were blasting Kelly about how that team didn't show up in that game how that team performed but Notre Dame fans should be happy and I know they're saying well wait a minute we're 0-6 in the New Year's Eve bowl games we're 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 in the college football playoff we got smoked by Clemson I want to just point this out to Notre Dame fans Notre Dame is a program where if you win 10 games a year, you've had a great season. You're not in a conference. You're not in a hotbed for recruiting. Notre Dame fans, it's one of those things where they think that the brand is bigger than it actually is. And it's one of the biggest brands in college football without question and in collegiate athletics. But I think it's one of those things where they feel like they're up there in a power five I mean, not Power 5, but Top 5 brands. When I say brands in terms of recruiting power. But Notre Dame has a couple issues which makes it hard for them to be in this college football or national championship picture. Number one, they're not in a conference. Number two, they're not in a recruiting hotbed. They're not in Alabama, in a California, in a Florida, in a Texas where you have a big plethora of college football players everywhere and great ones. They're in South Bend, Indiana. Indiana isn't giving you a bunch of five and four star recruits like Florida, California, Texas, Alabama, Pennsylvania. Number three is Notre Dame keeps selling this great tradition and they do have great tradition, but a lot of these kids, these great five and four star players, they want to play in the playoff. Notre Dame hasn't won a national championship since 1988. These players weren't alive the last time Notre Dame won a national championship. So I'm looking. These players also want to play in warm environments. Texas is a warm state. Florida, Alabama, they're all California. 
No one wants to play in November outside in South Bend. It's not attractive to these kids from Florida, from Texas. Notre Dame is one of the great programs in this country where they should win 9 to 10 games a year, but they're not built to win a national championship. They're not a recruiting hotbed. They're not in a great conference which has that allure to draw players. And most importantly, they're not in a warm state. It's hard to recruit, and they have academic restrictions, which makes it harder to get certain players. There's a lot of factors that work against Notre Dame. And the fact that they're getting NFL bodies and they're able to win 10, 11 games a year is astounding. They've done a great job making this program relevant. But when you, if I was to say you put their rosters against the best teams in the SEC and the best teams in the ACC, they don't stack up. And it's not necessarily Notre Dame's fault. There's just a lot of factors that work against them. So for Notre Dame fans that are unhappy, you ran the table this year. You got into the playoffs, and I know it didn't end the way you wanted, but when you looked at that roster compared to Clemson's, it was night and day. Notre Dame, they've been putting buys in the NFL, but they're mostly on the offensive line. This isn't a school that is known for putting skill players over the past 10 to 15 years in the NFL. What are they known for? It's the trenches. It's the defensive and the offensive line. They don't have a lot of flashy players. And they're the type of old school team that they're built to play almost like in the Big Ten. They're a team that plays with great defense and running the football. And while their offenses have gotten more evolved over the years, they don't have the playmakers that the ACC, that the Big 12, and of course the SEC has. So for Notre Dame fans that are complaining that Kelly had did a terrible job, he's doing a lot with very little. I mean, there's a lot of factors that work against Notre Dame. And he's doing a great job. And the fact that you're a 10 and 11 win program a year, I mean, you have to be thankful for that. Which brings me to third down. Another coach that I've been hearing getting blasted on Twitter is Jim Harbaugh from Michigan. Michigan fans like Notre Dame, and I understand fan is short for fanatic they tend to forget where they're coming from Michigan like Notre Dame is a big brand in college football but I think the fans think it's a bigger brand in national power than it really is I want Michigan fans to think about this Harbaugh has won 10 games or more in three of his four seasons. I want you to really think about that. Okay? Did you know that it was he was the first coach at Michigan to win back-to-back 10-win games since the early 2000s? Since that national championship year, Michigan has only won 10 games nine times. Harbaugh's responsible for three of them. And people are crushing him. Oh, they look terrible in that bowl game. Well, his NFL prospects, they they left school. You know what? They was to go play in college football. Look, their careers were over. And people are crushing these kids to play in a meaningless bowl game. And I did a whole thing about that. I said, look, I support the kids not playing. 
But for all the Michigan people that are pushing back against Harbaugh, Harbaugh, don't forget, he's got options. He's still young enough that he can go coach in the NFL. In the NFL, there's been multiple reports that multiple teams are going to go hard after him to try to get him. Michigan, if you keep criticizing Harbaugh, he has options. He can go other places. And I just want to remind you that he has put your program in a position to be in the playoff discussion. And I understand he hasn't been in Ohio State. And I understand that you're frustrated that they haven't been able to crack the playoff yet. But the fact that they are in there every year when they are the second biggest recruiting brand behind Ohio State in the Big Ten and Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer was there before Harbaugh. He was able to lay the groundwork for Ohio State and recruit better than Harbaugh initially. And Harbaugh has closed that gap. And next year with Urban gone, Harbaugh's the best coach in that conference. But all I'm saying, Michigan, you have to appreciate how great of a head coach he is. And I understand the narrative that, well, he hasn't won the big game. It's very hard to win the big game in college football. There's a lot of factors that go into it. And the fact that he has won 10 games and he's never won less than nine games in his four years at Michigan says a lot. I mean, it did take Nick Saban time to get Alabama to where they are. It took time for Dabo Sweeney to get Clemson to where they are. I mean, it isn't overnight. And overnight, he turned them from a eh program to, oh, Michigan, top 10 program. Or at the very least, top 15. All I'm saying, Michigan, is you keep pushing at Harbaugh. You keep saying, oh, he's no good. I mean, he can't win the big one. He has options. He has those options. And if you keep pushing against him and you keep saying, oh, we don't need you here at Michigan, well, he'll go to the NFL. And you know what? He'll win a lot of games because he's been successful there. In Michigan, you're a great college football job, but you're not one of the top five. Harbaugh has been a gift for you. If you don't appreciate it, he'll be gone. He has other options. And it might be this year because you never know. NFL teams are going to go hard after him. If he sees a situation he likes, he can leave. Don't forget, you don't think he was a little frustrated with his players leaving for the NFL draft? He understands it, but it's kind of hard when your best players in the bowl game decide they're not going to play and you're going into that with a short deck against Florida, who's one of those teams that you go into these bowl games, certain teams, they have a lot to prove, and they're riding on a higher. They're playing well at the end of the season. For Michigan, they're one of those teams that, look, they were bummed they didn't get into the playoff, and they got smoked by Ohio State. And some of their best players were leaving for the draft. You don't think that weighed into them playing or not playing great? I mean, we want to crush Harbaugh at Michigan, but – we have a short memory of what they were before he was there and what they are now. So for everyone crushing Jim Harbaugh in Michigan, be careful what you wish for because he might just go back to the NFL. And on fourth down, I'm going to end on a happier note. The state of college football for next season is going to be fantastic. 
the 2019 season is going to be great. And I'm not just saying that because we have all the great coaches and the great programs in the playoff. But there's something I was thinking about the other day. And in recent memory, I cannot think of this many great quarterback prospects in college football next year. We are going to have an exciting year with big quarterbacks at marquee programs. It's going to be exciting. Tua returns to Alabama. Justin Herbert's going back to Oregon, and Oregon's got a great class. They could be a surprise team next year, possibly in the playoff discussion. You have Jake Fromm, who played absolutely great against Alabama in the SEC Championship. He's coming back. Trevor Lawrence, Jacob Easton. There's a lot of great young quarterbacks in next year's college football. And we talk about the health of the quarterbacks in the NFL. College football, you can get away with not having a great quarterback, but when you have great quarterback play, it just makes everything better. I'm just saying, you look at next year, we're going to have a lot of very good young quarterbacks that are going to be first-round picks in the NFL draft playing. And they've had experience. They're going to have great personnel around them. It's going to be an exciting year if you love watching college football, and especially if you are a team that's saying, uh, my, my NFL team might need a quarterback. It'll be a fun year to watch all these great young prospects because now they're going to have a lot of them another year under their belt, and it's going to be exciting to watch them grow. And it, I think it's going to be a great year for college football because of the health of the quarterback play next season. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of our latest content. Of course, we're going to talk about Black Monday coming up, all the results, and of course, did a special fourth and goal today for college football, but don't miss it. I gave you a double dip fourth and goal week 17 in the NFL. That's also available wherever you're listening to the podcast. Once again, I'm Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us here today on Rich Sports Talk. <laughs>